an Irish man who is new in town walks into the pub and orders three beers, which he drinks alone at his table. As this continued every day, finally the bartender went up to him and asked, folks around here are wondering, why do you always order three beers? And the man says, you see, I have two brothers, and one left for Australia and the other one for America. And we promised each other that we would always order two extra beers whenever we drank, just to remember each other. Then one day, finally, the man comes into the pub and orders only two beers. And this continues over a number of days. And finally, the bartender goes up to him one day with a heavy heart and says, um, folks around here and I, first of all, would like to express our condolences for the death of your brother. You know, the two beers and all. The man thinks for a moment and, and smiles and looks up to him and says, you know, you'll be happy to know that my two brothers are alive and, and well. It's just that I myself had decided to give up drinking for Lent. <laughs> now, that's an easy penance, right? That's a penance all of us could do. Yet, in a fascinating way, Christianity works something like this. You know, you give up one thing and you get two in return. You receive more than you give up in some way. Because God knows that we cannot live without joy, without greatness, without love, without adventure. So if on the one hand we are to give up bad things or sacrifice things that become an obstacle to that self-giving, it's because Christ will give us the hundredfold. He will give us all these other blessings instead. And the transfiguration is an illustration of this spiritual law, if you want. You know, shortly before the Passion, Jesus took some of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, so that they could have a sort of foretaste of his glory before the agony of the cross. The Lord was concerned that, you know, the cross would be a really hard trial for them. And so he wanted to strengthen them in faith against the sadness and the discouragement that they would feel in that moment. And so he wanted to show them, you know, this is, I want to give you a glimpse of the goodness, the glory, the light that awaits on the other side of the cross. So that when you need, it, need to give up something, you don't think that that's the final thing. It's only a stage, but you will get to the glory of Christ at the end. When Chesterton, the great English writer and convert, was thinking of becoming Catholic, um, some of his friends came up to him and said, you poor man, so you're entering the Catholic Church. You're going to bow down meekly and humbly and stoop low and enter the door of this old, maundering building which is all stuffy inside. And Chesterton replied, no, it's actually the opposite. I've been in this stuffy, maundering building all my life. The experience of entering the Catholic Church is not one of coming in, but of going out. Out of this tiny little cellar in which I've been, into this enormously shattering, beautiful world, with, with all the winds of heaven whistling through my hair. So you give up some things. 
but you enter this light that Christ promises. Why does the Lord do this? Well, because the world has its propaganda. The devil, the flesh, the world have an amazing marketing campaign. And they tell us all the time, you know, if you follow God, you'll be miserable. People won't like you. You'll be unpopular. It will be boring. You'll be sad, locked into this tiny room, lighting a candle with all, you know, in a rainy gray day, and everything will be depressing. That's what the world tells us many times. And so the Lord knows that we are, we are sensitive to those fears. And so he says, no, 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 nothing of that. If you follow me, I want to give you a glimpse right now of the glory that awaits. And that's why he draws us to him, not through fear or threats. Not, you know, you have to do this or else you'll suffer punishment. He says he draws us in through his glory, through bonds of love and friendship, offering us this great adventure, this great path of service to others and to him. And so this, this is like a new luminous world that the Lord, the Lord opens before us. And many people that go through a conversion time or go back to Christ experience this in the beginning, especially in the beginning, right? They, for example, they experience what it is to experience the presence of God, this profound connection with Christ. One of our students who went, recently went through a retreat and we had a prayer of the Holy Spirit in that, she received the Holy Spirit in a very powerful way, very visibly, and she said, I, I've been always Catholic. I always you know, I recited my, these prayers with my grandma, and you know, I went off to college and kind of dropped my faith, but I never imagined that you could relate to God this way, that you could, could experience God so close as I've experienced him in this retreat. I remember some years ago also another man who was suffering uh, from panic attacks. He was suffering greatly. He would, many times he felt like he would choke and he needed medication. He was invited to a retreat, and in that retreat, he sensed he didn't want to, but he was called to go to confession. He was struggling. Finally, he went after like 15 years. He confessed, and the Lord gave him, aside from forgiveness, the healing of this. He came so light, and he says, since then, my anxiety has left me. I have not needed to take any medication ever since. Another glimpse of light. Uh, recently, uh, a married couple here told me, you know, that when they uh, finished college, they were living their Catholic faith, and they came to Washington, D.C., and they made St. Anne's their home. And they wanted to, to have the same experience of a Catholic community that they had had in college, but they didn't find it yet. And so, well, we began, they told me, that we began to pray that this would become a reality. And so they prayed, and, well, as you know, we began the 7 p.m. Mass a few, almost a year and a half ago, the Alpha Course and many and other activities for young, young adults and families. And then they came to me and said, you know, this is exactly what we had prayed for, this sense of community and friendship that we're starting to see to grow here at St. Anne's. Well, this is, this is what the Lord does. You see, he surrounds us with this world of light, with a new sense of purpose, with friends and community, with the presence of the saints in our lives. At times he gives us the gift of healing or he gives us an experience of how close he is to us and how much he loves us. And you may ask, you know, 
where is all of that? Because some people may say, well, I have not experienced it. Well, I would say this may have a different flavor for each person. You know, to each one of us, the Lord gives a different manifestation of his light so as to encourage us, right? Uh, and usually he points to a path. He says to us, you know, this path here leads to the mountain of the transfiguration. But he doesn't move your feet to climb. You need to enter in. You need to climb those paths. For some people, maybe going back to confession. For others, it may be to start to pray more deeply or read the Bible. For others, it may be to join a group that does works of mercy and helps, people, helps the poor and people in need. So my invitation for you in this Lent is to be attentive to those opportunities, to those, open tra- to those trails that open up and lead to the mountain of the transfiguration. So have you experienced these glimpses of the glory of Christ that the Lord has given in your life? Have you seen them? What would those bonds of love or those glimpses of light be for you? Or has the Lord been opening trails lately? Well, maybe if you have not seen that light yet, maybe enter those trails. Maybe through a good book or a retreat, some involvement in the church. You know, the Lord says, seek and you will find. We need to seek in order to, to find. Let me say, just conclude with two things. Number one is that at times in, in, a, in the spiritual journey, it is very common that the Lord initially gives us signs and glimpses of this light. He gives us special consolations and signs of his presence. And after a, you know, a moment of great discovery in your faith, you may feel very close to God. You have these great feelings of comfort and strength and joy. And after a while, these feelings may subside. Well, some people feel that when that happens, it's because they have lost their faith or their connection with God in, in some way. And I would say, no, that is common, actually. Because initially, see, the Lord wants to strengthen you. He wants to boost your prayer life. He wants, he wants to really encourage you in that connection with, with him. But after some time, when you start being consistent and walking in faith, the Lord says you don't need that, those signs all the time. And so he may not be giving you those glimpses constantly, as it happened with Peter, James, and John. You know, This happened once in their lives, and then they didn't see signs every single time. And the other, well, finally, a recommendation here, something we may do right now in this Mass, is ask the Lord, what should I do to enter that trail that leads to the transfiguration? When you receive Jesus in Holy Communion today and you go back to your pew, spend a few moments in, conversa- a few moments in conversation with him, asking him, Lord, how do you want me to enter the world of faith? What should I do to, to see that you're close to me and to receive those, those signs of encouragement that I'm needing right now? Show me what I should do. May we pray. Lord Jesus, I believe that in you there there is true joy. That life with you, Lord, is much better than anything that this world can offer. So let me experience that at this time in my life. 
I need that, those signs, Lord. I need those glimpses of your glory. And give me the eyes of faith to discover your presence. I'm willing to give up anything that is an obstacle between you and I. Thank you, Lord, for calling me to be your disciple. In your holy name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.